0: Welcome to Unleash Your Greatness, I'm Adam Platt. Today we're going to be talking about stress, anxiety, depression, and poop with my guest Laura Martin, and we're going to talk about how these things affect our health, and so we're going to get into that conversation right after I queue up the intro. The question people often ask themselves is, is there more for me out there? Am I capable of more, of doing more, being more, and having greater success in this life? The answer to that question is yes. I believe that everybody has greatness within themselves, and that success leaves clues. And if we can take those clues, we can unlock the greatness within ourselves. I'm Adam Platt, and welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. Welcome everybody to Unleash Your Greatness, I'm Adam Platt. Today my guest is a wonderful woman, her name is Laura Martin. She is a certified IBS nutrition nutrition consultant and the founder of Healing to Happy. She helps people overcome um, who are suffering with IBS and anxiety to get back to eating normally. So I'm excited to have her on and talk about health, anxiety, and so many amazing, awesome things. So um, welcome, Laura. I appreciate you being on the show.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Such a such a great topic that I think we're going to be discussing today because um there was a time in my life where I, I had problems with IBS and a lot of that came from stress. And um, and so for those who uh, don't know what IBS is, it's irritable bowel syndrome. Um, and that is, you know, uh, it, it can be caused by a few different things. It can be caused by diet, of course. It could be caused by um, stress, according to what my doctor told me. And anxiety, things like that. So um, tell me, Laura, how did you get into this? industry because there must be a backstory there of course um most people don't just wake up and decide i'm gonna help women with ibs
1: (laughs) so i woke up as a little kid and i was like dad i want to learn about poop my whole life it's like all right (laughs) um yeah so i got diagnosed with ibs when i was but thirteen years old, um, at the same time, also diagnosed diagnosed with depression, mm. um, which now I realized was anxiety induced depression. Mm. Um, but my whole life just chased those separately, never together, and mm. so felt very lost in this whole physical form of my body. Because one, I was told my brain was broken. Two, I was told my body was broken, and I was like, mm, yeah. okay. And so that led to a long time. Uh, eating disorders of just abusing my body and being afraid of food and being afraid of myself essentially and being really lost in that and so as my life perpetually went on um i never really learned how to handle my body or any of that kind of stuff and so i went to school and studied psychology and i was like well if i'm going to be stuck this way i'm going to make peace with my enemy which was my brain Um, All the while still abusing my body with food and drinking and drugs and all that kind of stuff. And after unexpectedly losing my mom, uh, my last year of university, I ended up not knowing how to deal with my emotions and ran away to Asia, as one does. And I started there for a long time where I thought I would end up finding myself. But when you have no one around you and you have no accountability, you go headfirst into things. And so I did that. And my health took a hit, obviously, because if you're not listening to those little nudges of, oh, you have like a little bit of indigestion here and some like constipation there and all these kind of like little knocks, your health is going to throw up on you, especially if you don't deal with the stress and the anxiety and the trauma that you're continually putting on your body. And so to deal with the trauma of losing my mom, I was overcompensating in my health and became very orthorexic and obsessed and all this kind of stuff. And one day I was sitting in a cafe and I was like, I don't want to teach. Like I was teaching English at the time. And I was like, I don't want to teach English. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't even know. My friend was like, well, you have a really unhealthy relationship with food. So why don't you go back to school and learn about food? Like, let's, let's get that one under wrap and make another piece with one of your enemies. And so I went back, started studying nutrition and realized that even though I was eating healthy, quote unquote, like my hair was falling out. I still, my stomach was wrecked. I was so anxious. My skin started flaring up. I literally, like, I couldn't go outside without like having a panic attack. Like I was not doing so well. And so finally I was sitting in my naturopath's office, just like at my wits end with it. I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, those like deep belly sighs really like, like, you don't (laughs) know what to do next. And you're like, what direction do I go? She was like, do you want to talk about how your depression is linked to your IBS? And I was like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? And at that time I had been depressed my whole life. So this was my baseline. This was my normal. Like I didn't one, understand that I was even depressed anymore. And two, what do you mean this is linked to why I can't poop? Like, what are you talking about? And that led me down a whole rabbit hole, became certified and became super nerdy on that. And then it blended together with my psychology and nutrition. And they made a baby together that now I love teach and preach on how it's actually not the food. Like I went that whole rabbit hole of eliminating and dieting. And with the history of an eating disorder, that's just not a route you can really do, but still feeling so at pain in what was happening in my body. And yeah. so I came up with different methods of diving down that whole worm of you can actually heal without living in confinement and putting yourself in these boxes.
0: Wow. So what a journey it sounds like, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, first of all, what killed me is I just ran off to Asia like most people do. I don't think most <laughs> people do that, but we all have our, our, our way of dealing with stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and that was obviously your way dealing with uh, your loss of your mother and then, um, of course, other things going on in your life, stress, anxiety, things like that. So, um, yeah, what a, what a journey to come to this realization that the body and the mind really do work together and if one is off the other one's gonna also be off as well. And so um, you know it's this I, I think in in Western medicine we focus so much on just the physical stuff like what can we what pill can we give you to fix this what uh, what you know whatever right like it's a band-aid it's a it's a masking a symptom. When in reality, a lot of it comes down to, uh, you know, how are we taking care of our body and how are we taking care of our mental state? And, uh, yeah, they really are so closely aligned and linked and we're finding more and more, you know, there's been lots of research about, you know, gut health and how that's so important and how that can affect our mental health and vice versa, all those types of things. Uh, it's really fascinating how closely related they really are and, uh. I know, um, you know, when I was and this was, has been years ago and I I must've figured out how to manage my stress much better, but I I did have problems with, with IBS as well. Um, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I went to the doctor and my wife's like, we need to go get this figured out. And I went and he's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a balloon. And when you, when you put pressure on the balloon, eventually a little part of it's going to pop. Right. So it's like that stress is, is pushing and something's got to give. And lots of times that shows up in our health in our, um, and our wellness and those types of things. So, and obviously you are filling that in with your, your anxiety, with depression. Um, so let me, let's let's kind of dive into this topic of, of wellness, right? It's especially holistic wellness. I, I believe that, that I firmly believe in um, prevention over, uh, you know, just fixing it after something happens. And so what, what did that journey look like when you decided like, okay, I'm going to get myself right, both mentally and physically. How did that work for you? Like what, what were kind of some of the steps you went through?
1: Yeah. So you're spot on that they work together. Right. And we don't really address it in that way. And I didn't take that approach at first. I was like, okay, what diet can I go on? What supplement? Like when I was moving back from Asia, I kid you not. I was a walking pharmacy. Like when I was emptying out my cabinets, I was like, holy moly, girlfriend, like, what are you doing over here? And so I did the whole thing. Everyone else does. I was like, okay. And that's what I was learning in school too. Of like we have to get these medications and we have to do this and we have to eliminate, we have to follow low FODMAP. We have to do this whole restriction thing. And so I went that route. Right and then i realized that's not actually working and i'm just becoming more sensitive to food and i'm really confused like i was like i'm doing everything perfectly i'm like the gut queen right now like what is going on and so i finally started to pick apart those pieces of like okay like at that time i was also super fit like i was in that route but like a woman of reproductive age, you need some like junk in your trunk. Like you got, you got to have some stuff. You can't heal without that. And especially when you're, you're healing from trauma, like your body's already in a fight or fight response. If you are also under eating and overexercising, that is even more stress on the body. So all of these things came mindset work, was a huge thing of unraveling what I was learning, unraveling what I was seeing, whatever, unraveling what I was t- was being told because my body was saying, Mm-mm, "This is this is not working for me." Like I am going to keep making you sick and more sick if you're not listening. And so, it was ugh, erasing what I was listening to and like stepping into okay. So, who are the people that are doing the things that actually align with where I want to be? And that was kind of where I was at. It was like, you're following these like super fit people. And I was like, eh, like that looks great, but like, I want to be able to enjoy a burger from time to time. They're pretty good. Like, (laughs) I I like that life. Uh, Or you're looking at people that are super restrictive and like on low FODMAP and they're like, oh yeah, I manage it this way. And I was like, but you're that person at like going out to eat at a party and like everyone knows you as the picky eater. Like, I don't want to be that either. And so you're doing that kind of stuff. And so after that is when I started to align myself with team and I had my functional doctors. I had GI specialists. I had therapists. I had um, Reiki healers. I had nutritionists. I had um, uh, naturopaths. Like I got a whole team around me because I realized I don't like even though I was a specialist in this, I can't do it alone. Like I I don't I don't know everything about me because we are we should be our best students. Like that's what I know, preach and teach now is like we should be the best people that follow our work. But at the time when you're new, you're you're your worst student. Like you don't know how to like (laughs) cut out anything or listen to your own advice. And so it's like one of those things where you have to like be super humble, take radical responsibility for what you've done over the years and really unwind that that approach and like going the route of wanting to use medications and doing that quick fix things. Mm -hmm. That's normal, that's normal. Like that is a normal thing that we all do. But eventually you're gonna be like, isn't actually working like this isn't something I can keep doing right. and that's when you start to like align with the mentors and the doctors and the practitioners and the people that you can create a team around that actually get you and where you want to go because some people do they like being in that box they they're comfortable in the medications or the low map, and that that's the arena but for me I was like mm, no like a, I want a normal life <laughs>
0: Hey, it's Adam Platt, and I just wanted to jump in here real quick and say if you're ready to really unleash the greatness within yourself today, and you're ready to surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to help you grow and cheer cheer you on towards your goals to higher success and achievement, then I've created a free community called Unleash Your Greatness with Adam Platt on Facebook. Come and join that community. It's free. You can come and join today, and uh, it's. Again, it's called Unleash Your Greatness with Adam Platt, and people on that community are going to help. I'm in there. I'm going to be commenting and giving free resources on things that can help you grow and succeed in life. So come join today, and we will see you on the inside. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and we've seen that in our family for, for a few different occasions. My daughter, uh, my third daughter, was born with what's called Hirschsprung's disease, and what that is is her, her part of her colon didn't develop correctly. The nerve endings didn't, um, they didn't develop, and so her her colon was always constricted when she was born. And so for the first two months of her life, she didn't have a bowel movement. She didn't she didn't go to the bathroom. So we we were trying to figure out what was wrong, and everything. Finally, we got a doctor saying, "Hey, I'm going to send you to a specialist. He's great at this." And uh, doctor says, "You know, yep, this is what's wrong." They had to do a colostomy, so they basically pulled her intestine out. She pooped in a bag for the first two years of her life, and then we got her all put back together. But she still, to this day, has problems, and um, she was having problems with her 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 bowels and and all those things for a while. And the doctor would be like, "Well, just give her laxatives," and and we're like, "Really? Like, I mean, and like it was like a an adult double dose of laxative to get her." moving again and we're like that cannot be healthy and so we finally started looking at more like holistic um things that would help her and it really came down to she needed probiotics um, because she also got c diff which is another problem right um so she had the the bowel problems already plus she had c diff and so she needed probiotics and then we also found like a, a holistic kind of a water um it's called a sea of water and if she takes that like three or four times a week, she's good. Like she, so she's not on any laxatives or anything like that. And I, I think, like you said, like so oftentimes we just want that quick fix. Like, uh, I just, I want to take this pill and everything feels good for the next couple of days and I'm good to go. And, uh, that's not the best approach because eventually that either stops working or you start having side effects from it, some other problems. And so, yeah, really like getting in like, what is the problem? What is really causing this issue? Whether it's some kind of a physical or emotional problem that we need to deal with. And, uh, you know, there's lots of ways to do that. So I'm glad that you you surrounded yourself with these amazing people, right? Practitioners, mentors, coaches, nutritionists. Because I think sometimes we can't see what's going on with ourselves. Right, we need other people to like evaluate it, um, especially when it comes to like our psychology. Like, it's so hard to evaluate yourself and be like, "What's really going on in my head?" But if you can sit down and talk it out with somebody, it really is is pretty powerful in in uh, you know the breakthroughs that we can have. So I I firmly believe in coaching, mentors, um, a therapist. If you need a therapist, like you know, luckily we're we're getting more and more where it's more acceptable. But there was a long time where people are like, Oh, you, you go to see a therapist. Like what's wrong with you? Right? Like it was this, t- this taboo thing. And, uh, luckily with mental health and, and things like that and awareness we brought to that, it's really helped bring a lot of that to where we don't have as much taboo around. I think there's still some, and people are nervous to say, you know, yeah, I go to a therapist or whatever, but sometimes we need that. Sometimes we just do. It's just, it's hard to get through that stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, super, super amazing. Uh, what what would you say is like some of the biggest breakthroughs that you've had when it came to dealing with anxiety? Because I think especially right now with the last year we've had um, with the pandemic and this kind of isolation we've all felt, of course, we luckily we have Zoom and things like that, but it's just not the same. I think there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression that is going on in the world right now. Suicide rates are way up. Um, I think I heard a statistic. They're like up 16% in the last year. That's huge. Like you think about 16%, like if unemployment went up by 16%, like people would be freaking out. Like the government would be like, what do we got to do? What do we got? I mean, we're heading into a depression, right? Like that'd be a big deal. And yet you don't hear much about it there's little rumors here and there like, Oh, we got problems and stuff, but huge, huge problem. So what are some of the breakthroughs that you had when you were dealing with your anxiety?
1: Oh my goodness. <clears throat> you are spot on with this being the silent pandemic that is going, that is yeah. coming. And you're seeing, I think anxiety and being diagnosed it's up like 200% in this wow. last year, which is bananas, but also, It is starting the conversation that needs to be had because it has been such a stigma, a negative stigma of I don't feel like I belong. And that pushes people to an edge. And and I've been on that edge. I've attempted suicide about three times. And so it was at those areas where you're just so zoned because you don't get it. And so when you're in those, it's like a tunnel, like a black the tunnel that you don't really have any other vision or feeling or anything yeah. like that, that once you're out of it, you're like, whoa, like, what was that? Like <laughs> right. you have no idea. And so now having this change in this way, people are now approaching mental health, I think is going to change the game. It's, it's not that you're broken. It's here's a solution. Right. And I am loving that movement right now. And mm. just seeing that where it's not something to be, yes, we still have some people. Like I can even see it in some spectrums of my family, right? Like some people don't, they think something's wrong. They keep it in the family, stuff like that. Others are like, this is what is going on with me. Like, let's talk about it. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's do some shadow work. Like so open and talking about that. But what changed the game for me was understanding that I wasn't broken. Like that was one of the most humbling moments of, I was like, oh, like I'm, it's not, chemical imbalance. Like everyone was telling me, it's actually just inflammation. Like, because what I've learned now is when the brain is inflamed, which is what's happening when you have anxiety and depression, there are people that do have some imbalances, but that's a very small few, very, very small few majority of people. It's just inflammation from our lifestyle, from our food choices, from trauma, from our body being stuck in this trauma response. And so in that, just like if we have an open wound, right? Like it's cut open. We see it, blood flows goes to it so that it can heal super fast. And we bandage it up and we're like, "Mm, okay, good. Put some Manuka honey on it, we're good, right? Like (laughs) all that kind of stuff. But that's what's happening in our brain. This blood flow is being shot to our brain because it's our survival organ, right? And so this blood flow is going there and this alarm bell is going off that something is wrong. And that's because of these events, because of eating, because And so that's what was happening in my body my diet was not right i was under eating and from an early age i like my breakfast god bless my parents still i don't know why they let me do this but my breakfast was like a one steak sauce in a ramekin not kidding i used to eat it with a spoon like what (laughs) what is wrong with you and then i would have um in a different bowl not the same bowl i would have some cheerios with like a cup of sugar in it Mm -hmm. and milk and that's like i What is wrong with me? Like, why, why would you allow me to eat that? And then in the, in the other freezer, I would have that hard shell, like Hershey's stuff. And I would eat that. Like, I don't know if I had taste buds. I think I burned them at some point in my life, but then I had like traumatic experiences in my life where it was also happening. So my nutrition, not correct. My home environment and how I was growing traumatic. And then also I was not going to the bathroom. So I wasn't eliminating toxins in my body also citing off this response. And I just didn't, I was a hyperactive kid. Like I didn't have the emotions to process. And so growing up in that environment, it's this perpetual cycle. And as you get older, you just keep fulfilling that, right? And so when I learned, oh, okay, so this whole gut brain connection, let me learn about it a little bit more, as I started to eat better to in hopes of improving my gut, I was like, my emotions are kind of, I'm feeling more in control of my brain and my thoughts. And what what is this? And so diving down that and doing research and going and incorporating more of, um, Max Lugavere's like genius foods and doing that kind of stuff. So omega-3 fatty acids and, um, I don't know, like f- just fats basically and protein and carbs, all that kind of stuff. And making sure I was getting that kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, like this is what, cause you know, when you like see people super happy and you're like, what? How is that even possible? Like you like think it's just like fake and you're like, that's yeah. not real. I
0: hate now,
1: you. <laughs> yeah, like you're like sitting there and you're like, no, it doesn't, and you're like bitter and angry. Like I used to be one of those people, but now I'm on the other side of that, like the yeah. annoyingly hyper person that's like, well, like a cheerleader, like all this kind of stuff. And I am like, that's awesome. oh, like that's what that feels like. I thought this was all like fake. Like I didn't, I didn't realize how good it feels to feel good because I was feeling borderline the whole time and so after taking like how you with your daughter right like it's being passionately curious about finding something else you're like this isn't going to work for me right and I'm going to take responsibility to find something else I'm not going to wait for a doctor to do it I'm not going to wait for someone who I think is a higher authority to tell something I know something is wrong and I know there has to be a better way of dealing with this and that's where the movement starts to shift but you have to be able to take responsibility like I'm not at fault for the traumas in my life. I'm not at fault for my parents not knowing how to feeding me and like over giving me antibiotics and, you know, being a nineties kid, like the, we didn't know what it was. <laughs> like it's one of those things. And I'm not at fault for that. I'm not at fault for my mom. I'm not at fault for any, any of the things, but I am responsible how I was choosing to respond to all of that. You know, I was responsible for looking for the quick fix. I was responsible for playing the victim. I was responsible for perpetuating the cycle and abusing my body and as soon as i stopped that and i was like "Mm, okay so what's the next right step right and so sitting there and going okay so probably calling a therapist actually going to therapy that'd be a good one embodying that not just going because oh i read it on the internet but actually going and being honest in therapy of what was going on in my head and then Going from there. Right. And then, then I started the nutrition stuff, the naturopath, the homeopath, like all the kind of different arenas until I figured out what worked. It's basically like dating to, to find something that works for your health sphere, because it's going to be different for everyone else. You know, like what worked for me to heal my anxiety or depression. is not going to be the same thing for anyone else. It's just figuring out, oh, okay, I do have responsibility and there's a certain way that I can eat and there's a certain way I can live and there's key nutrients that I can add to my body so that it it knows that it's safe, but there's also other arenas that I have to be doing as well.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Kyle, so many good points in there. Uh, first of all, I'm glad you brought up inflammation because that's something that I've really tried to focus on my life in the last year, year and a half is, um, trying to get rid of as much inflammation as possible and i'm not perfect i'm still i still eat the crap food every once in a while easter is my favorite time of year because they have the best candy uh yes (laughs) yes things like that but um (laughs) but you're right i mean inflammation i've heard it referred to as the silent killer like it, Mm -hmm. it really is a big problem and it comes down to what we eat how we take care of our body um you know doing things like I'm a runner and when I go out for a run that causes inflammation in my legs and my muscles. And so I need to take care of that, you know, try to get some ice on, you know, I, again, I'm not perfect, but I try to do a a cold shower afterward to get the inflammation down, things like that. Um, but inflammation really is a big problem. And, uh, it's something again, research is finally catching up to all this where they're finding like, Oh yeah, Inflammation really is a problem, and it causes, like you say, problems in the brain. It causes problems in your body. Um, it can cause stress. It can cause strokes. It can cause all kinds of amazing, horrible things in our body. And uh, you know, I, I, I've I've talked to people who like, hey, I have a reaction to eggs. And I didn't know it for years and years and years. And I ate eggs every morning for breakfast and it was causing inflammation. And when I stopped that, like things started, my brain started to become clearer. Kind of like you said, right? Like, oh, wow. I'm, I feel better. I'm happier. The the happy people don't bug me as bad, you know, things like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Such a, such a powerful thing to, you know, pay attention to. And, and if, you know, people who are listening, if you feel like, um, you maybe have like some brain fog or things like that, it's probably caused by some of the food you're eating, uh, some of your lifestyle choices, go and have it checked out, go see a nutritionist, go see somebody who can see if you have, um, you know, some allergic reactions and, uh, and, and start fixing those things. Cause you'll feel so much better. I know that I did as I, you know, have taken steps and then, again, still have a long way to go, but, um, it, it does feel so much better when you do take care of yourself and, and know what's going to cause reactions in your body. So, um, absolutely love that. And, uh, yeah, just, I I, God, I had so many questions and then, <laughs> um, no, it, 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 it was such a great, um, things that you were saying. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Well, first of all, I, I I love asking people this question as guests on my show because lots of times um, it's kind of profound, but what do you feel you had to leave behind to become the person you are today?
1: Oh, big question. Um, victimization. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always... I see it so much with people that are chronically ill and gone through trauma or had things happen in life. It's, well, this happened to me, or it runs in my family, or my parents had this, or this this is going on, or I don't have money, or it's, it's this whole thing. And when you sit there and you're like, no, that's just an excuse. Like, it, that's not making a commitment to yourself. That's, I, I will do this if only dot, dot, dot or in you're doing that as opposed to I am committing to this no matter what and I I am going to shift and so leaving back leaving that behind changed the entire trajectory of my entire life.
0: Yeah, so so great point there is and and I I've I've gone through that in my life where I was the victim, right? I Everybody was against me. The whole world was out to get me. Uh, I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career because my boss didn't like me or this, that, or another, or my parents raised me this way. Or like, yes, that that has an effect on us, but we can then choose how to move forward. And like you said, how to react, right? How to, how to respond to those things in our past. And we can either let them hold us back Or we can say, you know what? I commit to myself, like you just said, to move forward and to um, be better, to work on myself, to stop thinking like that. And when we take responsibility for our life, man, that whole shift is is just amazing because nobody's going to do it for you. Like, if you want to get healthy, guess what? You have to do the crunches. Nobody can do them for you. If you want to be mentally more aware and positive guess what you've got to do it the work because nobody can do it for you and that really what is what it comes down to like uh, and, and and sadly we have this kind of society that's like everybody needs to make me feel better <laughs> right like the doctors need to give me a pill or the government needs to give me a check or the you know somebody needs to come and rescue me and I've got news for you nobody's gonna do it Yeah, there's it's a great kind of philosophy, I guess, to think that way, but that's not how the world works. Like, if you want to make a change, you've got to do it yourself. So, um,
1: exactly. Um, And and one of the main things, like when it comes to health, that grinds my gears a little bit is like, oh, like it runs in my family, and it's like, no, it it okay. Like the first off, understand the basis of epigenetics, right? So, yes, you have to have the gene within your stream line of ancestry, yes. But you also, that doesn't have to be turned on. That is only turned on based on lifestyle choices. And then if you have a weak gut permeability and it breaks that gut, gut brain barrier, so no. And you can play that fiddle and you can, and I see that like, even in my own family, they're like, oh, like you, you're going to have high cholesterol. And like, you have to be on statins. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, that is not the game that I am playing here in my life. Do you know my job? Like, that's not happening. But they're like, no, like, this is the way it is. We all have, like, we have thyroid issues. And I did, I had hypothyroidism for a long time i reverse that based on my lifestyle choices and the way that I feel myself and all that kind of stuff. And so it's when you take responsibility and you do that, and that can be scary for some, right? Like that's a lot of responsibility. Like, ooh, yeah. like these autoimmunities run in my family. That's really terrifying. I'd rather take a medication, but you can actually take your power back and put that in your own hands by just, and it doesn't have to be like, you see these biohack and I think this is why it's so intimidating. Cause you see like biohackers and you see like Gosh. all this kind of stuff. And you're like, I don't want to do that. Like what? You don't have to. Like that. that's the thing is I went that route. I thought it was great. Like it was fun. And I was like, no, you're a robot. I don't want to do that anymore. Like that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to enjoy my Easter discounted candy. Like,
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen <to> that. <laughs>
1: It is one of those things that we're like, you have to sit there and you can't always play the fiddle. Yeah. You can't do that. And it only gets you so far. And that's, that's your comfort bubble. And I'm never there to shake anyone's comfort bubble, but it's, it's for those that are oh, okay. Like I am ready to actually take that next step. That's where that arena is for. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So true. And I want to, I want to run this by you because I, I've, i learned about this here in the last month or so. And it was really fascinating to me there's been research about happiness and uh, I can't remember there was a, I I can't ever say the name. It's some foreign name. I can't say it right. Um, But she did a bunch of research on this and um, she found that happiness is 50% genetics. There's 40% or excuse me, 10% is our environment. So where we are and then 40% is how we choose to be. So, When you think of that, like 50% is within our control. The other 50% is, you know, we get stuff passed on from our parents, genetics and, you know, mental whatever, right? But 50% is in our control. Like if our environment sucks, we can change our environment. If the way we are thinking about ourselves, the way we are feeling about ourselves is awful, we can change that by just making a choice. Like it's really that simple. Now, obviously, again, fifty percent is we have some battles with genetics that we all we all have to face, right? Like I can't jump six feet in the air because I don't have the genetics, right? Like it's just it's not in my my family. Um, I'm not Michael Jordan. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, we can still choose fifty percent of how we decide to respond and and so i don't know what what's your kind of thoughts on that like i find that really fascinating that like we're in control of half of how we feel at least more than half i i would say it's higher than 50 percent, but you know and i think there's things that we can do right we can have a positive attitude we can use affirmations we can um you know do lots of things to boost that energy and that that positivity in our life but I don't know what are your thoughts on that I'm just curious
1: yeah so even for happiness like I know my company is called healing to happy but like I don't fully believe in chasing that I think chasing purpose is way more fulfilling because if you're chasing happiness it's like I woke up like two weeks ago and I like looked at my partner and I was like I'm sad and he was like why and I was like I don't really know (laughs) <laughs> it's like, did you like pray did you meditate like what's going on and I was like no, no I'm just sad today like it's and it's fine like that happens but sure. it's when we choose to identify and be stuck in that right mm-hmm. but what do you do you sit there and you're like I go, I pray, I meditate, I go for a walk, I enjoy the sun, I remember how great my life is, and I move on, right? But if I want to be in my, I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, you're swamps of sadness, you're allowed to be in that. Like, you can't just, you can do this whole positivity, happiness bypassing, and that gets you nowhere, right? Like, if you're sitting there and you have these negative feelings and you're like, oh, I'm happy and you're doing your gratitude list, but like deep inside you, you're still really sad because you're not addressing those things, I don't think it's really going to do anything, but we are in control of it eventually you take a bath you do what feels good you you put this whole responsibility on yourself but I think the biggest issue that I'm seeing is like people don't know what makes them happy like what they like like they sit there and they'll be like oh but I like Netflix or like I like red wine and I like but I'm like but that's bypassing it that's that's not joy that's masking something to find oh which is fine like if you want to chill for some time but still that's not the end solution to the end result to give you actual joy and all that kind of stuff um i did that when quarantine started and it was those like harvard classes came out or whatever and it was like the the art of happiness that really that long course that was like all over everything and that was one of the things it was like okay so what's your morning routine like how often are you savoring things do you laugh do you do you have community and all these different aspects that you actually have to fulfill but that's on you right like that's you can be born into really unfortunate circumstances and people are, you know, like after living in a third world country and seeing so much, like so much in that arena, just it, but they're the happiest people. Like I, it's called the land of, I was in Thailand. It's called the land of smiles. Like it's literally called that. And you're like, wow, like how powerful is that? Like, yes. Okay. You don't have the best environment or background or any of that kind of stuff, but like, they're happy with like dirt and a cricket ball and like running around and all this kind of stuff. So I do think it would be more than 50%. I would have to argue that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And it's it's really fascinating. I had this discussion a while ago with another person on my show and uh, he talked about why are rich people so, and not all, he, he was generalizing, but rich people can be so unhappy and have everything that, you know, from an outside perspective, we all wish we had, but yet some of the like you were saying, the poor people are the happiest. And it's like it's all about perspective. And mm-hmm. uh I I thought of, I've I've thought about that and I'm like, yeah, that's really true. It's it's quite interesting how um so many people who you would many of us would think that have everything put together. They've got the the car, the house, the Spouse, the whatever, right? The dog and and everything. They should be so happy, and they're so miserable. And then you know, the person who's got like a, a cricket ball playing out in the dirt field is so happy. You know, the little kid, uh, you know, the, like my my kids, we we'd buy them toys for Christmas, and they'd play more with the box than the toy. Like, what? Why? Like, why do I spend money on the toy when I can just give you a box? Like, but they love it. And it's like, it's perspective, right? Like it's, um, it's that purpose, I guess, if you, like you were saying, just having that purpose in what do I want? What makes me happy? What do I want to achieve in this life? And, uh, you know, I, I, I also, I, I, I refer to this quite regularly, but I love, um, I don't know if you've read the, the book by Timothy Ferris called The Four Hour Workweek. <laughs> um, in that book, he, he poses this question. He's like, what's the opposite of happiness? And most people would be like, Oh, it's unhappiness. And he's like, no, it's boredom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, when you think about that, the opposite of happiness is boredom. Like it just kind of like blew my mind. Like, cause it's true. When you get bored in your relationship, in your job, in your work, in your routine, right? Like, Like the biohackers, like I got this routine every day. I get up and I do this and this and this and this and this, this, right? Like how boring is that? And Mm -hmm. what kind of a life is that? Yeah. I want to have a Reese's egg every once in a while. I want to whatever. Right. Um,
1: It's so that, and I think that's why going back to why we're in a moment of a silent pandemic, because we're finally bored. Yeah. Like in, in a way that you see people that used that boredom to create magic like they were like, ooh, I have been so busy that I haven't had my creative brain going. But then you have other people that they've been so busy with work, life, family, running around doing meetings, networking, that when they sit down, they're like, I don't even know who I am. Like, I don't, what, and that's what happened with me. That's ultimately what made me move back to the States because it was like, what's happening here? Like, oh, I don't really know. What do I like? What do I do? Like, not really sure. And like going in that arena where it's like, it is when boredom strikes, you're just like, how can I actually use this in a positive way, you know, instead of yeah. being trapped in a, I'm going to go watch Netflix. I'm going to go grab a beer and I'm going to like chill and like, do that. that's fine for a little bit, but then you're going to sit there and you'd be like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, instead of looking for happiness, it's going to be like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I doing every day? And that's where this whole awakening and movements and all that kind of stuff I see yeah. coming to light from these last i don't
0: even know how long it's been what 16 months now yeah yeah it's here in utah where i'm at it's been a a little over a year now but yeah it's it's crazy and and you're you're so right like I, i look at things like tiktok like tiktok took off during the pandemic like because people were home they were bored and they're like i'm gonna do this crazy dance on tiktok and some of those people like their viewerships went way up and all this stuff because they were creative they're like you know, they had nothing else to do, so they just created stuff. And uh, I think that's pretty powerful to think about. Like, you can use your 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 unhappiness at either to be destructive and tear stuff down, like so many people did, right? They'd get on and they'd troll people. They'd say negative things. Or you can create something and build stuff up and create things. And, uh, you know, it, it's pretty powerful when you're like... I'd rather put my energy, my purpose into building and creating than tearing down and trying to just make people feel bad <laughs> about themselves or make myself feel better because I'm making someone else feel worse. So exactly, um, it's
1: it's always cho- we always have a choice, yeah. right? And it's when we're saying yes to something, we're always saying no to something else. And you always have to think of those two arenas when you're like, does this align with me does this light me up is this actually something i want to be doing or is it something i should be doing like and then you're doing it and you don't know why you're doing it and then all of a sudden you're getting like anxious or depressed or you're taking it out on different things and all of a sudden you're like short-tempered you're like mm, something's not right here and it's because you're doing something that maybe you think you should be doing and then you're realizing that i don't actually want to be doing that and it's something that isn't fulfilling me or in my purpose or making me happy and feeling in that arena and then people call their whole life stuck in that trap you know
0: yeah yeah so true they're not aligned with who they they know they should be right mm-hmm. like i think that's that's uh an important factor in most people's life is they're just not aligned they're not being true to who they feel they should be and uh it's a big problem like for sure um so let me ask you this and and i know we've been going for a little while but i want to just kind of give people who are listening some kind of tangible maybe tools or strategies especially someone who is dealing with some anxiety or depression what is like some first steps that you teach people in your coaching your consulting for them to take to start moving past that
1: Yeah. So I work in a method called the free method. So it's F R E E. And the first one is foundations. And this is where, whether it's nutrition, whether it's anxiety, whether it's stress, whether it's brain fog, all the kind of things that we feel, what is your foundation? Not me telling you what that is, not something you read on Dr. Google, not something, where are you actually at? Like, what do you eat every day? How are you feeling about it? Where's your baseline stress? How are your bowel movements going? What, where is that? Do you even know? Most of us don't, right? Like, if I asked you what you had for lunch yesterday, do you know? Not many people do. They're like going too fast and they're like, not too sure. Actually, did I even have lunch? Not not too sure.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) trying to think, what did I have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Most people don't know. But, and so once you get to that and you get to know yourself, that takes about a week, right? Like, we use this thing called a gut diary. And you're tracking. Okay, so how am I feeling? How's my energy level? Am I eating enough? Am I eating enough of the right foods? Do I feel good about the foods that I'm eating? All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then from there, the R is the reprogram, and that's where it's reprogramming your mindset around it. So it's not some diet or click fix or the things that we all go to naturally. We stick our hand out and want that. And every question I get, well, what supplement do I take next? And I'm like, (laughs) nope, (laughs) nope, that's not that's not what this means. And so you reprogram the body. Deflame, you understand this whole gut-brain connection and how, you know, 90% of our serotonin, dopamine, get GABA, neuropronephrine, all the things that help us stay happy, healthy, calm, collected, cool, are housed in our gut. And it doesn't go directly to our brain. We have to eat certain chemicals that help break the blood-brain barrier, but we can reprogram the body. That's so fascinating to me. Like it blows my absolute mind that you can, based off of what you eat and what you're doing, you can reprogram the body to actually take in nutrients that can recharge your brain and everything in between. Like, if that doesn't light a fire under your bum, I really don't know what will, like, I I don't know. And so then the next one is when we start to explore those options, like we start to explore different foods, lifestyle practices, stimulating the vagus nervous system, which is your longest cranial nerve um, that goes from your brainstem to your gut and helps to really stimulate all those organs in between. And then we evolve your lifestyle so that it's no longer feeling like, oh, like, this whole 30 kind of vibe where you have to like eliminate all this stuff and whatever, but like your body can actually handle a Reese's egg from time to time and you can enjoy your life and you can go out to eat and you know what to do. So you don't come home feeling anxious and like that you have to like overeat something because you're anxious and that's how you deal with your emotions or over drinking. Cause that's how you like, you feel very calm in your lifestyle and all of those things. So first steps would be figuring out your, your foundations. Like you know yourself, like I can't tell you that your doctor can't tell you that your blood work will give you some insight, but still that's not going to tell you what's actually working for you. That's just science. Like it's a, it's a part of the pillar. Don't get me wrong for sure. But like, what are you actually doing? That's contributing to that instead of just being like, Oh, I'll cut out gluten and like call that a day. Like, it's like, is that really it? Like is that going to be the magic sauce here? Like do you even eat that much gluten? Is that is that a really big contributor in your life or can we work somewhere from there? So it's it's starting there and it doesn't take that much work. It's like tracking for a week just to get into your routine. You could do that for work too, like tracking every hour seeing what you're doing like do you get stuck on TikTok or like yeah. it, it's it's where do you do you know yourself? And then from there you can start to reprogram and make the necessary changes so you can get your feel more in control of your emotions and back in your body, which is such a gift. Like when you have that, no one can take that away from you.
0: Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Great, great uh, insight and strategies for anybody. And, and I agree, like you can, you can track those things with your work. I I teach people, I'm an achievement coach. So I teach people a similar thing. Like let's, let's look at what you're doing. Like you say, you don't have time to do what you want to do. Let's look at what you're doing. Well, I spend an hour on Facebook and I spend whatever, right? Like you can absolutely retrain yourself in any aspect of your life. And, um, I just, you just got to realize what's going on. And so, yeah, super powerful. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. So that's awesome. Love it. Um, so, uh, oh, time flies by, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been such a, a wonderful conversation. I've absolutely loved. I, I I'm kind of a geek when it comes to this kind of stuff because, um, you know, you really can just become so much better, become so much energized, and such a higher achiever, performer, whatever you want to call it. When you really take care of yourself and you dig deep into what's going on, and so um, I've really, really enjoyed. This conversation, absolutely for sure. So, thank you so much. I want to give people an opportunity who want to reach out to you and find out more about what you do, how you can help, and I know you deal specifically with women and and helping them overcome anxiety, IBS if that's a, a problem for them. Um, where can people contact you, get a hold of you, or or learn more about you and what you do?
1: Yeah. So I am most active over on Instagram. So that is Laura Martin underscore H2H, or you can just go to healing to slash Instagram. Um, and then from there, like just to not confuse anyone with links, just like go in my bio. It literally has step one through six on wherever you're at in your journey of like, if you want a training, if you want a downloadable, if you want to come hang out in our community, like there's so much information over there. And I'm, constantly on it so if you like popped in and said hello you'll probably get a voice note from me being like hi hey, how you doing what's your day like where you from like awesome. <laughs> so just come say hello <laughs>
0: very cool so instagram and those who are listening i will make sure to put that link to your instagram as well as um facebook and uh it looks like you also have a um uh, ibs relief downloadables people can go and grab those links will be in the description of this episode Uh, depending on where you're listening or watching this. So go grab that. Go reach out to Laura if she resonates with you. Uh, What a a fun conversation. Um, She's obviously got a lot of energy and uh, um, just a happy, positive attitude. So um, I really have enjoyed our conversation today so much. Um, So... Thank you again. I appreciate you coming on the show. I want to, I always like to wrap up the show by asking this question and it is, if there's one to possibly three things you would say someone needs to do to unleash greatness within themselves, what would you say those things are?
1: The one I always say is you can't be at war with your body and win. I literally posted that today on my Instagram. Like it's just, it's impossible. You, you can't have your inner mean anyone. Run the show. It's it's not going to work. You can't outrun that. And um, second one is be take responsibility, not fault, but responsibility. Like you yeah. are in control, and that's so so powerful when you can unleash that.
0: Awesome, very cool. I I love that. Um, yeah, take control of your life. Take it serious, and then run run with it. And go after it. So uh, I totally believe that. That's awesome. So, um, Laura, thank you again so much for coming on the show, sharing your amazing insight and, uh, having a good laugh with me here and there and just discussing health life and, um, how we can really hopefully curve this secret or, um, this pandemic of anxiety and depression in our society. So, um, such a, an awesome topic that needs to be brought more to light. I, I feel so, um, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Have a good rest of your day. You too. And those who are listening, go out there, unleash your greatness, go live life to the fullest, and we will see you in future episodes. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. And I really appreciate you being here. And do me a favor. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. And also, leave me a message or a comment or a review. I, I just really appreciate it. Also, why I've got you here if you are ready to take your life to the next level. I have a, an amazing program right now that's called Achievement Monthly. And this is a monthly program where you can come and learn every month from me, Adam Platt, achievement coach, and we're going to go li- I'm going to go live every month come on and help you get to that next level in life, that next level of success, that next level of achievement cuz you know up till now you've, you've done so well and you've done all you can but sometimes you just need a little bit more help a little bit more umph to get you to that next level and that's what this program is really meant to be and so it's uh, designed to help you one learn what you need to do to get to that next level and two it's also meant so that you can uh, network with other people so we're gonna train for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we're gonna break out into groups so that you can network with other people, get to know them, and connect with them so that they can help support you in your goals, your dreams, and create the life that you want. So if you are interested in joining that program for only $39 a month, you can go and register at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I am so excited to see you there and to help you get to that next level in life because, man, that's where everything starts to go right and happen for you. So go again, register right now at risetoconnect.com slash achievement, and I look forward to seeing you on the inside of that program and every month so that we can get you working towards that goal and that dream life that you want. Thanks, and have an amazing day. Go out and make your life what you want it to be.